Good to yeah. see you, man. How's it going? It's, it's going great, man. How's your son, man? He's good, man. He's getting so big and a lot of work, man. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I already know. Man, you know. Dude, I see I see the sneaker collection behind you, man. You, you know see what? you see my you see my sneaker boxes behind me too? <laughs> That's crazy. It's funny because I have a closet that my wife took over half of it when it was supposed to be my wardrobe closet. So yeah. this is like my overflow. So people all ask me, is that your is, is that your oh, wow. in your closet? I'm like, this is my studio, but I didn't Damn. have a lot of shoes growing up and I used to get like like um hand-me-downs but my brother's like four years older than me so he was man i used to be they were over by the time i got him it wasn't <laughs> right so i always said one day i'm gonna have you know some sneakers and stuff like that so now there every, you go every season i usually give away like 30 or 40 pairs oh wow so, that's awesome man awesome man hey man thank you so much for taking this time out for this interview man it's always a pleasure listen you know you're one of my favorite people man <laughs> We've we've known each other quite quite some time. So whenever you you call on me, just like whenever I call on you, yep. we brothers Appreciate first. It. So you already know. Appreciate it, man. And and everyone who's tuned in right now, thank you for tuning in. You know, I'm Tom from You Know I Got Soul, one of the top R&B sites out there. I've known RL for many years, and we're just going to do this this interview. Um, talk about some of the stuff he's got going on now. Take it a little bit back to his history, and uh, man, it's going to be a good time. So thank you for tuning in. Um, RL, man, I got to get us started with this single you put out this year with your boy, Brian B. Flat Cook. Compared to you, man, love this song. One of our favorites this year by far. Man, tell us about that song you put out. Well, you know, that's that's his record. He's my, my production partner. Pretty much everything that I do now is with him. You know, we're doing the Naughty Next album, and I've even connected him and Kay to where I think the first single me and B Flat did, but B Flat is not only is he a producer, engineer, but he's an artist. He's everything. So he's one of the most talented people I ever met, and he's let me write a few records for him. I, mm. I don't think he realized how dope he was. So I was like, "Listen, you're dope, and you even realize. Let me push you vocally." And he let me do it, and the record came out amazing. I, it's one of my favorite records. Besides, I can change your life. Mm -hmm. This is my favorite record that I've written. Wow. I, I was going to ask you what was your favorite song you've written, but I didn't realize it was the Lloyd song. That's interesting. Uh, wow. I mean, I hadn't heard about this Naughty and Next record, though. That's the first time I'm hearing about that. What is that? I, I, I'm giving you exclusives. Um, <laughs> well, people always ask stuff like, you know, because I'm working on music for myself, they'll be like, so what's up with Next? Are you guys doing any new music? Yeah. I didn't plan on it. At first, we had done a whole album. There's like 80 records, but I don't tweet is doing his hip-hop thing and he was going in another direction and i respected yep. that so i was like okay you do that i'll focus on what i want to do i was working on records for tilo as well and k hit me and when k mm. hits me he's like the godfather it's yeah like when you see that name come on the screen it's like everything stops i got an answer <laughs> so he was like he had a great idea and we had had a record that we had done together and i'd done a few things for tretch as well and he was like yo Let's do this Naughty Next project. I said, well, I didn't plan on doing anything more besides using Next as a touring mechanism. But when Big Bro calls, it's like, whatever you want to do, sir. Right. <laughs> right. Love to hear that, man. Shout out to KG. Real yeah. good people. You know, I stay in touch with him as well and support him. So that's dope. Looking forward to hearing some of that. And I appreciate it, man. You know, you know, Nori dropped his uh, joint today. Noriega. Oh, really? I'm, I didn't I'm hear that. There. I'm on there. Oh, too. really? I hadn't yeah. heard about that. I'll have to check that out, too. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs>
I try to sneak in. You know me. I'll sneak yeah. in here and there. Yeah. I stay in the background, though. Yeah. Let me ask you this, RL, because, you know, anyone who follows you on Instagram knows, you know, you have a beautiful family, daughter, wife, and, um, you know, they're your world. And um, sometimes fans don't realize, you know, artists have families, and that's a big part of their life, too. So how is the balance like? Because sometimes fans expect artists to always be on, you know, and you got to balance all that. How do you do that? Well, me, I stay out of the way because I'm not as concerned with the privacy aspect because in all honesty, I just turned 43 last week and I'm having to retrain myself and everything that I was brought up being taught. My mom right. taught me, they'll see it when they see it. You know, you got it. Um, don't, don't nobody need to know your business, right? Right. Well, social media is the place for the flex. You got to see my car. It's really, you're supposed to brag. Yeah. So I yeah. was raised to, you know, people will see what you got, see what you got going on. No need to talk about it. Well, online, the, the way it is now with the generation, with this social media generation is everything you're doing is old news if you don't let it be known that day. Right, and right. As far as family, I'm mostly posting some funny meme. Yeah. Picture of my daughter or her doing something. Uh, something from a performance that a a, um, a fan posted and I repost. Mm -hmm. I'm scared of being online, to be honest, because yeah. I'll I'll look at other people's comments on another artist's post, like Usher. You know, I've worked with Usher before. I've written for Usher. I think he's a great artist. It used to be where if you were accused of something, I got your back. And they have to. Pr I have to see things yeah. really happen. But now somebody can say something if they, oh, you got a disease. And now under all your posts, somebody's looking to say something negative because oh, they really want a response. And yeah. it's sad, but that's where we are now. And yeah. I'm scared of that because I remember when my daughter was born, I think we talked about it. Um, somebody basically put a whole post up with a picture of me and her as a newborn, still in the mm. hospital, saying um, it was a trick baby. I need to take the baby back to the hospital. It wasn't mine. Mm. Go to Maury. And it, uh, and it it hurt me because it's you know with me I'm I've been in the game twenty something years now right and every time that I feel bad about some something that somebody says I look at my life and mm -hmm. I might not be number one on the charts right now but I'm literally making a living a great living off of something I did twenty right. so people can say whatever about me but when you start talking about a, a, a innocent little girl or my lady or something like that. It's another level. So for me, I rarely even post my lady. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's, it's, right. And it's because I understand that if I post you when we happy, then I have to post you when we arguing. You'll never know what's going on over here because yeah. I keep it that close. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, man, it's, it's tough out here. <laughs> you know, and it's like what we were talking about in text, you know, in this culture that it, there's so much hate. You know, and especially if you're not on top of the charts, it's like people just look to try to bring you down. Like, you, you would even believe, like, an R&B site like ours, we're just trying to support ours. We get hated on. I'm like, really? Like, why? But for you, I've seen it. I've seen it live. I've seen you, you know, interact with some of the haters. And it's like, why do these fans think that if you're not on mainstream radio with the biggest hit out, you fell off or you're whacked out? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, no, no, somebody was, it's funny because a young lady, um, she seemed like a really nice young lady, commented under a post of you showing love. Mm -hmm. And I don't view classic, I think you said classic album. 
I don't view it like everybody else does because right. Vanilla Ice sold what ten million albums. I don't hear his music on the radio. Yeah, yeah. I know that out of all my peers, and you people might get sick of it, but you hear me on the radio more than a lot of them, and mm -hmm. that's success to me. Longevity is success. That means my son and my daughter will be able to eat off of what I'm doing when I'm long gone. You know, right. it's not about where, you know, say, oh, I, this number one, because a lot of times, over time, a lot of these classic records that you jam into at the skating rink or barbecue, mm -hmm. they weren't number ones. But over time, they just grew and became a part of the fabric of culture. And that's all I want to be. Right. I'm proud of, I, do, I wish, do I wish I was more successful? Come on, hell yeah! Who who doesn't? Yeah, I want yeah. more. Yeah, am I proud of the legacy I've left? Of course I am. I, anytime I hear somebody say "wifey" or I see somebody with a shirt on saying "wifey" or something like that, or for me, Curtis Blow, people don't even notice. You probably know because you're a music connoisseur. Too close is Christmas rap. It's yeah. straight up. It's the yeah. Christmas <laughs> rap Curtis Blow record. Right. It's it's ours now. But it really, that's, that kind of growth, and, and Curtis is a legend. But he didn't sell a lot of records. Does that take away from the fact, or from his impact on culture? Not right. at all. People are, are trying to find reasons online to tell you why you're not as good as somebody yeah. else might say you are. And the sad thing is, and I'll leave it at this on this subject, I feel like social media is the place you go to to talk down on people that might be doing better than you. Mm -hmm. So yep. what I usually do is I wish people well, because I want to see people do better than I did, because that's what right. the next generation is supposed to do. Uh, but it, it, it gets to me sometimes where I'm like, damn, like, I'm just trying to live my life, sing my daughter to sleep, and right. live, have my little white picket fence and just be chilling. But, <laughs> man, yeah. <laughs> Let's turn to more positive, man. You know, I love to celebrate the fact that your that next debut album, you know, when people talk about the comparisons of all the 90s groups, you know, people don't always mention Next as one of the top groups. But I love to tell people, listen, Next had the biggest pop hits out of all the R&B groups in the 90s. I mean, you realize that, right? Well, my favorite group was 112 as far as out of all our groups. I just, they had a record that nobody even knew about. It was, I think it was called Make Love on the Money Train soundtrack. It's my one of my favorite songs ever. Mm. Um, we didn't have a Puff or Jermaine. Yeah. And Kenny's amazing, but he was in the background. It wasn't like he was I, in a, he's really quiet. His demeanor is different. So we didn't have, I don't want to say a crutch, but we didn't have those extra advantages of saying, oh, we're going to go put this rap on his record. And that's not against our counterparts. That was beautiful. Right. We were jealous of that. But it just made us have to work that much harder. And it doesn't make me feel a certain way because I hate to say it, but in our community, because, you, listen, you're you're invited to the barbecue, so I'm saying our community, <laughs> we're, we're quick to throw things away. In the pop community, if you didn't kill a dog, rape a girl, yeah, they'll love you forever, and you can eat forever. We have the Ciroc mentality where that's why Ciroc has to keep coming out with flavors. Our attention span is like, okay, that yeah. was cool. That was yesterday. What's tomorrow? What you doing tomorrow? Where... Yeah. That's why Cher and Neil Diamond and these artists can do Vegas and make millions of dollars, but the OJs and, and people like that are still on the chitlin' circuit. It's not right. But I think that over time, hopefully it'll change. 
because I seen with Whitney, people were laughing about the crack, right? But then they were at her funeral crying like crazy, yeah. talking about the yeah. way she was. Yeah. She was great even during the crack situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't wait till somebody's gone to tell them how much you appreciate. Yep. You know, 100%. for me, I remember when Jagged Edge's first album, I stole it out of a limo before it came out. <laughs> B. Cox's cousin was our limo driver, and I didn't know. Wow. I heard this wow. CD, I'm like, these guys sound like the Gap Band on steroids. I need this CD. So right. I'm a fan of all the groups. The problem is I think that a lot of people don't understand that you can like one better without yeah. trying yep. to discredit another. But, yeah, I know I – know, Believe me, because I was the writer, so I, mm -hmm. you know, ASCAP and, you know, all these, yeah. April is my birthday month, but it's a great month for me, so <laughs> I know yep. how much the music gets played, but I also know that none of that matters. You look around my house, the only place you'll see awards is in my studio, and I don't even want them in here. I don't live yeah. off of what I did yesterday, you know, I, what I do, like, financially, per se, yeah. people ask me about these verses, battles, and all that, and my, my answer is, if we're playing new music, I'm in. But if yeah. we're talking about catalog and just living in the past, I don't even listen to my music unless I'm getting ready to go on stage. Mm. Wow. Yeah. But I still got to celebrate your past, man, because you've given us so many moments and so much amazing music. You know, I just want people to remember. That's what I do. Like, we put out this article about some of the biggest songs you wrote. Because a lot of people don't even celebrate you as being one of the top songwriters, you oh, know, and man. your pen. So you mentioned earlier, Lloyd's I Can Change Your Life. That I mean, I didn't even consider that one. That just goes to show how many you had that people ever realized, <laughs> you know. But for me, I, I always, man, Jaheem's Anything for me is one of the top. Like, I, I love that song so much. Well, you know, it's funny that my record for Ja would have been remarkable because I did remarkable on, on his mm. first but they ended up making it a duet, and it was with Terry Dexter, who was dope, but they switched it around just a little bit. I, I, but I do love that record. One of my right. other favorites, though, and it's funny because Genuine is were really cool. I've known him for years. I have a, I did like six, five or six on A Man's Thoughts, and he has a record on there called Orchestra. That, mm -hmm. I misspoke earlier. That is the fa my favorite record I've okay. ever written. But in the mix they made the music come in during the bridge. They they messed up with the arrangement on the album, so I have to listen to the demo version all the time. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. <laughs> but as far as writing, though, what's the hardest song? Like, say, when you consider all the hits you've written for Next or for other artists, what was the hardest song for you to write when it came to your, your process and your creative process? Like, was there ever one that really you had to work super hard on compared to others, or did it all just come natural to you? Um, well, I'll say this. Being with B-flat, I'm spoiled because we, he plays. You know, we'll have ideas and melodies. The hardest thing as a writer to write to is a loop. So when you're in with somebody that's known as a hip-hop producer and they don't have the keys on yet, it's just a loop of drums and maybe a sample playing, there's really not a bed or melody to follow to try to find yourself within the track. So early on, the advantage I have now was the lessons in the class that I had to take with KG because he would have a loop playing like, yo, write it, we'll finish it after you finish. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm already scared because I'm in front of the legendary KG and we yeah, yeah. recorded the first album in the hood of East Orange. Like, yeah. hood. Yeah. And 
it made me push myself. Besides that, the one record I look back on that I had the most difficulty with, and it's not because of the writing, um, it was because of the situation, and it would be whatever, the ideal record. Mm. That's a good one, too. That's a really good one. Why yeah, did, what was, it, why it was, was that Because I wrote it for Next, and it was just mm. a loop. Shout out to Kobe, who produced it with Kay. But it was just a loop. It was a sample. So I'd already written like 11 or 12 on the second album. But I came in like, listen, this is the record, guys. And the guys were like, no, we need to do this record called, um, what's the first, what's Coffee Brown's first single? Because I wrote the second, but I didn't write the first. Everybody thinks I did because I'm doing my Puff Daddy, take that, take that all over the yeah. song. But I, the after party. Yeah. I told Clyde Davis, I said, listen, I love the after party, but it's more Neo Soul. It's not really a next vibe. We recorded it anyway. Mm. By then, I had sold whatever to Ideal. It comes out a week before we came for ads. Literally, yeah. the head of Black Music, Lionel Rednauer, over at Airs at the time, calls me going off like, why did you give this record away? What were you yeah. thinking? And I'm like, the guy said they didn't <laughs> want it. Like, what oh, am I do? So that was, that's why for that one. Oh, my goodness. It happens like that sometimes, you know. You never know it's gonna be a huge hit. Man, you know, I I, I felt it like it was one yeah. that I really felt because I'm gonna be honest, I didn't want too close to be a single. Oh wow, it's interesting because when I talked to KG, he was like, "We knew that was immediately gonna be a hit, and you didn't want to be a single." <laughs> well, I grew up where we was making the sex tapes. We wanted the R&B, yeah. you know, yeah. the only up tempo R&B that was popping was had a rapper on it, or it had Montel Jordan and he was rapping his own rap. Mm. So it was like, I always looked at the ups and stuff. You would fast forward unless you couldn't get to the CD player in time. Right. But right. K knew radio. He's always knew radio. And he taught me that. So then we were, it became easy. Like, cause I was a rapper first. I had a record deal for rapping first. So it really? was easy for me to write. Oh, wow. songs. Like, oh, <laughs> easy. So Damn. too close to 20, 20 or 30 minutes. Wow. That's epic, man. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're talking about KG a lot on here. I often think about Divine Mill, you know, the label he created, and people always celebrate Devante's basement click that he had. I often look at Divine Mill as, as another version of the basement. You had Next, Coffee Brown, Jaheem, Jane. It was like so much talent coming out of there. What do you remember most about being part of that? I remember um, sleeping on the on the floor at the back house. It was me. Uh, Tweet and Tilo, we had air mattresses in one bedroom, and then there was a little bedroom that Jaheem was in right next to us. Yeah. But what was funny was back then, we just wanted it. To, even now, I'm not saying we don't want it bad, but it was like we wouldn't eat sometimes. We just wanted to just work. And when we first came in, K had a group called Format, and mm -hmm. they had a record deal, and they were supposed to come out. And that was what, what the focus was. But he was doing this Christmas song. That's the second time he ever flew us out was to do a Christmas record. And I was just supposed to sing background. Uh, right. Me and the guys. And Gordon Chambers, who wrote I Apologize for Anita Baker, wrote the record. Yep. So they finally was like, okay, we'll let you try to do a few ad-libs. So they put me in the booth. When I tell you, Tom, I let loose to the point where <laughs> they restructured the song, gave us the verse, yeah. and Next was coming out. <laughs> oh man, we're working on the album. So that's it was, epic. God just shined on us, but we were really like 
the last on the totem pole, the new guys, like, okay, you guys are wait your turn. Mm -hmm. Three guys came from Minneapolis, like, nope, let's go. Yeah. Oh, man, that's amazing. <laughs> Let me ask you, so, you know, we were talking about the, the next debut a little bit and, you know, the whole debate of if it's a classic or not. We certainly consider it a classic. I love that album. But I want to ask you, what is your favorite non-single on that album? A song that w that was on the album that you felt like could have been a huge hit if that come out. On the first album? That's yeah. Easy. That's why I didn't look at any other records as singles after Butter Love. It was supposed to be Stop, Drop, and Roll. I actually wrote that for Usher. Really? And they were supposed to put it on Usher's album, but it's, they wrapped up his album too fast. So they... It was on, I, everybody says his first album, but it really was the second. The second was, his first, yeah. you know, had Devante producing. He was with Diddy. This, you know, his second album was the one, You Make Me Wanna, the one. Yeah, yeah. So it was for him for that. And we went back, Clyde was like, you guys record it. Put on the album, it was, we had these little dance moves we would do. We even performed it early on because we knew it was going to be a single. They kept promising, mm. they kept promising. Then they promised it would be third. And they said, no, we need to go with a, a pop, more pop feel type adult contemporary yeah. record. So we went with I Still Love You. But it's easy. It's stop, drop, and roll. Mm. Per I, I mean, I have my personal favorites if you want to hear. I would have gone, I mean, I like Cozy a lot. They like represent me a lot. I don't know if those would have been like radio hits, but for me, yeah. just in my personal, you know, I always gravitate towards those two. Cozy, I, I love Cozy. I like the interlude to Cozy. I, the funny thing is, the way I wrote Cozy was I, I get to New Jersey. We had never been out there, and everybody's talking about Moet. So that's why I was like, ready, set for the Moet. Yeah. <laughs> I, man, I didn't know about no. We was drinking Valatory, yeah. which is like $7 a bottle at the, at the grocery store. <laughs> never had Moet before by right. that time. So Cozy was one of my favorites. And I was taking different things I was learning from the East Coast. Lord have mercy. All that uh, yeah. straight Jamaica, like Jamaican yeah. on the East Coast. I was really stealing the culture. Back. I was a culture vulture back then. So right. oh, man. Cozy was one of my favorites too. But the interlude to Cozy, that my, let's go back to my yep. place. Oh, my goodness. Epic. Epic. Let me ask you about the second album. I always remember, you know, what was the single selection like for that album? Obviously, Wifey was a huge hit. I'm, I don't remember how well Beauty Queen performed on the charts, but, you know, was there any others you had in mind just out of curiosity? Um. Yeah, um... I can't. To be honest, it, it escapes me. I know that I love like Cyber Sex. There was a bunch of records I really liked on that album. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem was after the first single, it wasn't even promoted because that's when Clive was ousted and he started J uh, Records. Yeah. And yeah. we were the only group on the label with a project that just came out. So yeah. we, we had a decision to make. We go meet with LA. And we're like, yes, we the brothers in the house now. We about to sign with LA. We're gonna stay, we're gonna stay at yeah. stuff. We go meet with him and he doesn't even know any of the songs on the album. And it just came out and it's the top of the chart. So we're like, uh, wait a So then Clive literally flies us out. We go to Connecticut. We go to his house. He has gazpacho, which is like cold soup. It's nasty as hell. But he has <laughs> all the staff there that he's taken <laughs> with him from Arista. Yeah. And they embraced us and said, we want you guys with us. Wow. We were we stayed loyal. The problem was we were told that if we left, both labels would be promoting the album. When in reality, Arista blocked Jay from promoting the album. But then I found out from PEs at radio that radio from Arista would call and say, play Pop Your Collar from Usher 
instead of next. Mm -hmm. so our own label at the time. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, so we, that's kind of where we lost all our momentum. Top of the charts, top of the world, all of a sudden, a label situation happens beyond our control and we stay loyal and it hurt us. That's the label politics we hear about all the time. You know, unfortunately, it affected you big time, man. But, you know, RL, bring us up to date on Next. You know, the group, you know, prior to coronavirus and everything um, had been touring, I believe. And, you know, what's what's Next plans for Next? You know, you had the single, you know, last year, I believe. What's going yeah. on? Well, it's funny because I think we went top 30 Urban AC and we funded it ourselves. We were just, like, basically putting a toe in the water. And... We were preparing to do a lot more, but what I've learned is everything is about energy. Mm -hmm. And I love my brothers, and we'll continue to tour. There's no beef. You can do separate things and still come back together collectively yeah. and yeah. get the back. Um, but Tweet is more on a different vibe musically, he said. And and people will say, well, well, he doesn't sing lead. Well, yes, he does. And he's mm -hmm. such an integral part that if two are moving in one direction and one is moving in another, then the team can't prosper. So what right. I was trying to do was convince Tilo. I'm like, Tilo, you are the teddy bear. You know, women love your little chubby self. <laughs> you have an amazing voice. He taught me a lot of what I know. Let's work on an album. But he's he's out on somewhere in Phoenix or something riding his motorcycle in his pickup truck living life. Yeah. So he's just chilling. I've been still on him trying to get him to do it. And Tweet's doing his motivational speaking and stuff like that. Me, I, I live and die in the studio. I, music is, right. I just, I can't, I can't stop. So whether right. it's me working on Duval or different artists like uh, Thailand that, that you posted on the site as well. Thank you for that. Um, I'm just always creating. So it's no beef with the group. It's just that you don't necessarily grow apart. You just grow up. And when you grow up, yeah. you have different ideas of what you want to do. And since we have different ideas, it's okay. That doesn't mean mm -hmm. later on we won't come together because we know that we're a force. On on stage, yeah. it's great. We perform, we'll continue the tour mechanism. At first, I was going to stop doing shows only because it did hurt me doing 70-something records. Yeah. And then finding out, oh, by the way, I'm not on that vibe right now. So it was yeah. a moment that I had to step back, but I appreciated the fact that he didn't try to go into something half-heartedly because right. that would have hurt everybody. Right. Gotcha. Well, I mean, the last thing I got to ask you about is, is is the next RL album. You know, I've been waiting for your follow-up solo album for a while. You've been talking about it for some time. I know plans have changed and things like that, but what can we expect on that front? Um, Honesty, passion, singing. Because there are times... I don't think people understand artists are the most sensitive, insecure beings on the planet. I already know. I'm, I can honestly admit that. Um, so there was a time I remember when I first moved to Atlanta and I'm like, man, I don't sound like everybody here. Am I whack? And you start questioning yourself. That's yeah. why I seen you made a post about, can we stop with the trap beats and the rap singing and blah, 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 blah. It's hard when, Luckily, I don't listen to the radio, but everything around you is basically domino. Like, Drake, yeah. you know, mastered it. That's beautiful. That's different. But it's domino. I don't know if you remember domino. Here we go. Here we go. He was, yeah, West Coast. Yeah. He was a rapper, but he was singing it. Or Bone Thugs, which was a little different. But I'm not mad at, 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 these, at these young cats getting their bag and doing that as long as they can grow from it. 
you know, you have to grow and evolve. Um, but there has to be a place for us. People will ask me all the time, and I'm sure they ask you, like, you need to bring back R&B. R&B's here. It's just a different form. Yeah. And I'll leave you with this. I tell people, I can have a 10. The next two close. It could be, and that's how people say it. The next two close. I can have a 10. Yeah. Chris Brown could have a 7. Do you know what the radio is going to play? Yeah, of course. Let's it's not honest. about the music. It's exactly. not all about the music. <laughs> and then, so then you go to, which I hate this word, old school stations, the, the throw. Uh, yeah. That name. And there's a fine line between sounding dated and sounding like you're trying to be young. I understand that. But the only new music, besides Tank, who's the master of it, the only new music you're going to hear is going to sound older. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not a place for the Jaggis, 112s, Next to bring new music and then people to go put it online. I mean, on live mm -hmm. right now we have 40 people and there might be people that will watch this later, but we need hundreds of thousands of people. Exactly. Attention, you know what I'm saying? So for me to like, I hear all this music you're playing, you're live, when are you dropping it? To be honest, some of this music might never come out, but I can come in here and play it and be happy yeah. and proud because I'm doing what I love and I can listen to it. So I want music to come out, but if it's not with the machine or the proper right. push. How many times have you seen one of your favorite artists from, I hate the word back in the day, but back in the day, they put out a new project oh. and, 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 and the video looks like they shot it on an iPhone 4S. And, oh. and what are you doing? And they're just putting out new music to say they yeah. new music. I don't want to be that guy. I really yeah. just be walking around, step back here and come home, tuck my daughter in, get up, go to the gym and do it all over again the next weekend. Because music deserves more than that. Our artistry deserves more than that. It has to have a certain look, a certain sound. There's a certain quality that artists from my time had that they should always have. And I understand always trying to put new product out. We got to put something new out. Then you go yeah. to the show and you want to perform it, and it's crickets because yeah. it's played on the radio because there's nowhere for it to be played. Yeah. Well, let me just say this, man. RL, it sounds like you're in a great space. You understand the game and way things work. You know, I have to ask about the new music because there is a no, certain a, segment you know, of people. I, you know, I'm going to sneak you some. You know, I'm going to sneak you some. You already yeah. know how we do it. I'll send you some stuff like, check this out. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm excited. Yeah. And, and, again, this isn't a, a a sob story. That's not what I'm saying. I just want people to understand the predicament that a lot of your favorite artists are in right now yeah. where they yeah. want new music, but there's they don't have a machine probably. Um, and there's nowhere for them to get the music off. So when you go to these concerts and your favorite artist is doing all your favorite joints and all of a sudden, yeah, we want to do this new one off the new album and you're sitting there like, yeah, believe me, we, we feel yeah. that. Yeah. It's really, it's a tough time right now, man. I know it. I know it. But hey, man, we're just about out of time. I just want to add one more thing before we get out of here. I just, for everyone listening now live and whoever's going to listen to this later, I just want to let you know about RL. I've known this guy for over 10 years since I started. You know, I got soul. And the thing you really need to know about RL, he was the first one, one of the first to really embrace me and, and the site. And he's always been super humble, always checked on me over the years. I've always respected him so much for that. And um, that really speaks to his character. So I would always go with extra mile to support him. And, you know, all artists aren't like that. So please, everyone, support RL. He deserves our support. And, man, just so much respect.
Man, I appreciate it. I know that you're about to do uh, Brian, you know what I'm saying? And I've known him for quite some time. And the funny thing is, I'm, when I met him, he was successful already, but his, his heights went even further. And he was always mm -hmm. the same. So every time I see him, I ask him about his mom's tamale pie because he was bragging about it in yeah. one of our early sessions back in the day just to let him know that I remember and I ask him how his family's doing. Yeah. He's one of the good guys in this industry. And a lot of times you see his name next to other people's names on these records when it's really him. Right. It's him, this dude is a genius. He can yeah. sing, he can produce, he can do everything. And just tell him I'm a fan and tell him I said what's up and ask him about that tomorrow. Do, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We got you on that.